Welcome back to In the Trenches podcast, a podcast by youth pastors for youth pastors. In today's episode, Elliot, Charlie, Tony, sit down with Kyle Thomas from North Hills Church in Brea, California. Welcome back to In the Trenches Podcast, everybody. Hope you guys are doing great today. Hope you guys are having a fantastic and wonderful day. Just like Elliot said, uh, I am joined with Elliot and Tony. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the Halloween podcast. Mm, spooky. Spooky season. But uh, should we have, Tony, should we mention uh, your talent that people don't know about? Hey, absolutely. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't even know this. You don't know this? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Are we going to edit this Can out you do not? it on yeah. pod? <laughs> oh, Well, that's surprising because yeah. Tony is the one person I know who can fart on command at yes. any moment. It's really and strange to watch. Yeah, <laughs> him trying. Oh, man. Okay, no, now that you've said that, I, I get that. I get that a lot. Um, I get that a lot? <laughs> no. Like, what do you I, mean I by that? I understand the talent that Tony has. Would now. you like yeah. to be on the text thread? That's all I want to know. Text thread? He well, just texts people. Farts? Randomly. Yeah, sound. If you get a voice memo from Tony, there's a 50-50 chance it starts with, Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. Just wanted to know that I'm thinking about you. Don't need to call back. Don't need to text back. Or it's going to sound like this. That's that's one of the one of the two. Nice. Now, now everyone knows um, Tony's secret talent. Uh, but today we are here with Kyle Ka. How you doing, man? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. We're, we're excited to have you on the podcast. And um, today, Kyle, we're, we're, this whole episode's about you. It's right. about your passions. It's about um, who you are. And we just kind of want to give you the floor. So first and foremost, before we do that, um, just let the listeners know who you are. Um, some fun hobbies about yourself, um, your church, your ministry, everything in between. And then, of course, the infamous, famous, crazy youth pastor story. Okay. Well, um, my name is Kyle, and I'm the youth pastor at North Hills, just like Elliot said. I've been there for three years, and um, I grew up in Michigan. So, <laughs> I mean, we, our sports teams aren't very good. So, well, it, the Wolverines if are you want to know why Elliot well, Boo and the Red Wings, yeah, but the Tigers and the Bears, the Bears. oh my, <laughs> the Lions, Tigers, Tigers Bears. Bears, oh my. Oh my. Oh, my. If you want to know why Elliot Boot is because he's an Ohio State fan. And Ohio State uh, and Michigan don't get along. Not at all. Not at all. One time last when year. I was in high school, um, I had a friend. I was always a blue, go blue, you know, Michigan fan. I had a, a girl in my class that I liked, and she was an Ohio State fan. Ooh. Nice. So I sold out for the Wolverines, and I wore an Ohio State sweatshirt just for the girl. I love it. I didn't, we didn't go on a date or anything. So it didn't work. wasn't <laughs> worth it. All that for nothing. Yeah. But I still wore the sweater. Just to earn her love. You're a Buckeye. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh, man. But yeah, so I grew up in Michigan. And then after that, um, I wanted to go and see some sort of travel and adventure and get all the benefits of going in the Marines for my country, all that sort of thing. So I went and um, went over to Tony's Neck of the Woods to San Diego. Yeah. And uh, did MCRD down there. And then I went to Camp Pendleton and eventually to Washington State to guard nuclear submarines. Wow. Very, very fun. A lot of sitting around or standing in a, like a machine gun pit. So 
Um, and then after that, I went to Camp Pendleton again to be just an infantry guy. Okay, so. before we jump into the youth pastor thing really quick, do you have any crazy military stories you're allowed to share? Well, okay, so my, uh, my parents are, they're in Michigan, got to decide what they're going to hear if I, um. <laughs> yeah, we, also we know your parents are big listeners to In the Trenches. <laughs> <laughs> also, Kyle brings new meaning to In the Trenches, because oh. he's oh, yeah. in the trenches of yeah. youth ministry, oh. and he's been in the trenches yeah. for this country. Mm. Come on. Well, um, so your mom and dad, so mom and definitely dad. will hear this because they listen <laughs> yeah. to every episode. <laughs> they are big conspiracy theorists. Love uh, it. Or at least everybody in Michigan is a bit like them. And, uh, like they say things like when COVID was out in California, um, you know, was getting hit by COVID or whatever. They thought that we also had the monkey pox, mm. which is going around the other area or the news was that was going around America about California, but it's not true. Of course, at least I think. Elliot might have monkeypox. Maybe. <laughs> but um, anyways, my, my parents um, used to think, like, er, the government's always watching them, and the TV's watching them, and, like, all that sort of thing. One time my mom took a nap in the living room, and the TV came on, and she thought that the government was watching them through the TV. Mm. And I told her, <laughs> I, I worked on a nuclear security base with top secret, or not top secret, just secret clearance next to nuclear submarines and you would be amazed at the stuff we get away with there's no way that the government is watching just a random citizen or in a family in michigan yeah sleeping on her couch <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying but we used to do some ter- some fun stuff what was the <laughs> word you, what was the word you were going to use before we used to do some terrible stuff cuz you know we're sitting out on these um, these docks for 8 to 12 hours and uh, just in a truck, and um, and uh, we, you know there's seagulls. There's all these t- sorts of animals. <laughs> we would have to pass time. No way. Going. If you do not, if you love animals, just fast forward yes. this. Is, yeah. is PETA? Yeah. Well, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast. Everybody in the Marines um, does something with tobacco. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of people with chewing tobacco, and uh, we would try to get them, the seagulls, to eat the chewing tobacco, <laughs> the dip, and. Uh, they wouldn't, so we put it in a like a ball of bread. Oh my god! And we would cut that out to the seagulls, and they would all swarm and eat the bread. But then, like, they would the the dip would start to hit their stomach, so they would start to vomit. And then they spit up this thing, and then it, another bird would come, so they wouldn't want that other bird to have it, so they'd eat it again. <laughs> and then they vomit it until. Dude, there's this this whole sect of like yeah. seagulls in Washington <laughs> with a terrible addiction to nicotine because of <laughs> kyle and his buddies <laughs> that is, oh, that's hilarious yeah but we used to do some uh really fun stuff um yeah the military was a great time lots of fun and uh also boring things that we did but it was good it's good it was also like just another side story but um it rained so much in washington we would do training out in the rain a lot and we would just stay out there for six days and one day, the first day, somebody forgot their rain stuff. Mm. So I had to go do something. And while I left my stuff, somebody stole my raincoat. Oh. So it was a seagull. Dude. <laughs> and it was the one day it wasn't raining. And then I get back and it started to rain. It didn't stop raining for the entire time. And I didn't have a raincoat. Mm. And I didn't change my clothes once for six days. And it was absolutely miserable. That sounds horrible. Wow. 
that was a less fun story yeah yeah, yeah. like like i'm, I'm sad <laughs> now i'm sad um what's your crazy youth ministry story um so um let's see one time i went to visit elliot when he was the youth pastor at edge mm. and the good old days back in the day yeah and um you know we were sitting there he made a comment about santa claus mm. and you remember that I, I do remember. <laughs> he made a he he made a joke or something about how stupid people are for believing in Santa Claus. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, something. Uh, I didn't say it exactly like that, but I said something like along the lines of, uh, yeah, and that'd be like that'd be like thinking Santa Claus still yeah. is real. I said something like, like how, how how many years in youth ministry? This like, is my the end of my tenure. Yeah. yeah, this is like oh, my, my. So there was no filter. My finale. Yeah, this is my goodbye he was in tour. His last couple of things, like I'm preaching my best sermons. Yeah, I was. Oh, that was that yeah, end. that was the last series. Okay. Unhinged, bro. So this kid believed in Santa. She was like a 12 year old little girl. Yeah, she was. And uh, she was bawling. She was crying. And some of the women, female leaders, were out there. Um, comforting her and Elliot had to go apologize. I didn't apologize. Her brothers came up. Don't lie. Her <laughs> brothers came up to me and said, "Dude, our sister still be- believes in Santa." And I said, "Not anymore, bro." <laughs> and uh, bro, that's that's cold. I called her parents and I was just uh. like, "Hey, this is, you might need to deal with this." And also, if you're twelve, you're faking it. If you're twelve, well, she's on. Also, that's true. It's I all, cannot it's be the first person. She's twelve years old in 2022. Was she she's on social media on tiktok there's no way i blew her mind she's faking it so she gets more gifts i did her oh. parents a favor there you oh. go or, uh, well so what if there's listeners yeah bro, to this yeah. like believe in santa dude santa's not real it's your, <laughs> your parents are like what the heck <laughs> well so um i think that's something that every youth pastor has to check off their list yes um and one of the parents actually asked me to break the news to what? her 12 year old son <laughs> what that santa's not real because she was a single parent she didn't have the heart to tell her she's been using santa okay, to get okay. her kid to be a good like behave and stuff yeah and other kids have said to him that Santa isn't real. And he's like, actually, that's what you think. Because you're not a good kid. And only good kids know Santa. That is great. So I had this kid in my office one day. Imagine calling a kid to your office. Like, I've had kids in my office because they're watching pornography or, like, yeah. because they've got bad grades. Or, and you have a kid in your office because he believes in Santa. <laughs> like the purest of hearts and you yeah. have this yeah. conversation oh my gosh so uh, i sat down i could not keep a straight face <laughs> you're laughing i wasn't laughing i was just like so i gotta tell you something <laughs> you're smiling and yeah I, like you're taking joy out of <laughs> oh it oh my gosh i felt so bad i i had to build up to it because I okay I, so i'm the, so it. let's let's yes. i want to do it this way i'm the kid okay. I, okay so i don't want you to just tell us what happened i want you to act it out sorry Pastor Kyle, can I come into your office? Oh, yeah. Hey, come on in. Sit okay. down. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. I can't wait. Just the holiday season's coming. I'm super excited. Well, that's what I need to talk to you about today. Oh, cool. Awesome. Can't wait. I have some news for you. Okay. And it's not good news. Oh, no. Have I been naughty? <laughs> <laughs> it's about so, Santa. <laughs> I've been talking to your mom. Are you going to marry her? I know. <laughs> when I was building it up, I was like, I got to say something. <laughs> You're my new dad. Dude, so no, Santa's uh, your dad. I was telling this kid, or I was like, man, 
I have to tell you something. Your mom and I have been talking about this, and we think it's time that you should know. <laughs> and I was like, i got to divert this real quick. And then he, I said, um, so I guess the best way to say it is just to say it. Um, Santa's not real. Oh, my gosh. And he, you just he, said it like that. Just like that. And he, um, he went from a straight face, like he was in trouble, to like a smile. And I said, what do you think about that? And he said, I watch my mom 24 hours a day. I have cameras all over the house. <laughs> I would know if she was Santa. What? And I was, I was flabbergasted. Uh, where do I go from here? He's not just going to believe me. So he's in an anime, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I can just tell the kid has cameras in his house. He's, Is in, he an anime? he's in an anime. Um, he's in, no, he's too young. He's like 12. Okay. He's not in You're that. never too young. <laughs> That's about to prove my point right there. Uh, he's into like, I don't want to tell you what it is, actually. Um, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons? No, no, no. Like, Asian stuff. Like, um, That's anime. <laughs> yeah, but, like, not at that level, you know? Oh, what level? Like, the younger version. Anyway. Pokemon. Um, Hello Kitty. No, like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, Godzilla and... Um, okay. He's on his way, too, anime. He's yeah. on his way, yeah. That's, That's like, uh, yeah. Gateway. Gateway anime. <laughs> yeah. See, and I'm here. Not everybody who started watching anime. <laughs> started up. <laughs> not everybody who watches anime. How did they do that? How would I do this? Not everyone who watches Godzilla yeah. watches anime, but everyone who watches anime watched Godzilla. <laughs> See, this is just proving my point. Everyone made fun of me for the podcast with Yo-Yo, but. Yeah, because you said crazy stuff, bro. Bro. It's good leaders. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Yeah. No, I don't believe you. I have cameras. Yeah, set so up. He, he didn't believe that's me. That also sounds naughty. I I don't well, think he should be get if you have secret cameras set up, that's not something that kids on the nice list yeah. do. Well I guess it's his parents his mom's thing and like she's doing it to protect the house. But I said, You don't have a you don't have one in your mom's room, right? And he's like, No, she won't <laughs> let me. It's like, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, so I didn't know what to do, so luckily I had done some research, mm. and I looked it up, and I saw this video of parents telling their, like, eight-year-old kids about Santa, because that's usually when you don't, you stop believing. Yeah. yeah. And I showed it to him, and he was glued to my phone for five full minutes. I had, I walked away, and, like, he came, came back, and he sat there, and he's like, all of them didn't believe <laughs> they were telling the truth. It's like, well, do you believe now? And he said, no. <laughs> I still believe in Santa. But his mom had done such a good job, like, making him believe with the footprints, yeah. the cookies, walking on the roof even. She walked so, on the roof? Yeah. That was one of his biggest bro. arguments. He's so, like, oh, would there be footsteps on my yeah. roof? It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who would walk on my roof yeah. Christmas night except Santa? Um, I'm kind of believing. Checkmate. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to talk to this kid, bro. I'm going to have to go back to the kid that I ruined. I'm like, you need to talk to this guy. Dude, maybe he's, we're wrong. He's got some points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I broke the news, and then I didn't see him for two weeks. Ooh. So. <laughs> he could believe in Santa but not Jesus? I know. Uh, I know. I was like, I wish that kind of thing. Dude, also, Jesus. <laughs> this, we can't tell this on the podcast, but I really wish you told the crazy youth ministry story from when I went and spoke uh, about – Alyssa, your wife, but yeah. that's for uh, a different day. I have one I, we can't say on the podcast. Yeah. Is it the one I'm talking about? No. You have another one you can't say well, on the this, podcast? Well, I wasn't the pastor. 
I have two that I could say, but I won't. But well, we have to just hear your stories off yeah. episode. I really just want this to be a, a time of stories. Story yeah. time with <laughs> Kyle. I'm, I'm digging. Story this right time now. with <laughs> Kyle. That's the name of the episode. Yeah. When we bring guests on, we like to ask them their kind of passions in youth ministry, and I know your passion's not necessarily breaking the news that Santa isn't real to, <laughs> to students. And what if that's uh, maybe what, a new passion, dude? What if that yeah. like is a result of you being on the podcast? You, like that's people have me come and talk about youth alive, but then <laughs> you start getting booked places right around November, and they're like, "Man, we need you." Uh, you're like, "Yeah, what do you want me to talk about?" Well, we don't even need you to talk to the whole group, just this kid, and we need you to tell him Santa's not real. That's your ministry. Maybe That's I should make fun. some advertisements. Dude. That'd be great. That'd be great. But uh, we just want to hear your heart, man. What is your, your passions in youth ministry? Well, so I have two that are really kind of, I've kind of owned. Mm. And then one that's like, I think every youth pastor's passion. Um, the first one that I really was drawn to while I was going through college was pastoral care, um, which is like the one-on-one side of ministry um, compared to like the group things. Because, you know, everybody loves to preach. Um, but just that one-on-one moment where the kids can actually know what is being taught and you can walk them through that, that's really powerful. And then also when they're dealing with their stuff and just directing them back to God, that's so, that's like, that's really great for me. Um, so on that, before we get to the other one, uh, so what does that look like to you practically? Cause like as an idea, I think everybody understands what that means, yeah. but since that's something you're passionate about, I mean, obviously, you've given us an example of that with the Christmas yeah. story, but that, other, yeah. other example, like, what does that look like for you, even like week to week, you know, practically, how does that play out for you? Well, because um, th- there's basically two ways that you could take it. One is you can teach them something, like go through a Bible study or something, like one-on-one discipleship, um, but you can also help them go through um, a difficult time in their life or like their own moral failures or um, that sort of thing, so it's more emotional and bringing God into that. Um, but the big part um, in both of those is I think um, the benefit to one-on-one ministry is that you can, instead of directing them to you or to a solution to some symptom that they're having with their behavior or something like that, instead of that, you can allow God to be the Messiah in that moment and direct them to God. And um, like, for example, <clears throat> it's different when you're doing, young, doing it with younger kids compared to doing it with older kids. Um, the younger ones, you kind of just have to lead them through like a biblical truth. And then the older ones, you have to um, get to, because they're starting to deal with stuff. So you have to get to their problems. And it's usually one-on-one coffee, or I did it with some kid for over boba for months every week. Um, but it's just stuff like that. Yeah. How did, so how do you balance that? Like that, I think that's a big thing in youth ministry is like the balance of like, cause I think we all understand the importance of that. And honestly, it's probably like, what shaped us you know i think of who i am today uh, in seasons like of the seven years i was a youth pastor in the moments where i'd get frustrated i would remember the car rides with my youth pastor or you know just spending time with him that really is important but so that how do you like find the balance and you know i think you can talk about this but even tony he's on this as well in in all your years of youth ministry just i think that's such a tough thing is like the balance of what you do for the group but then finding that time for the individual. And then like, there's that kid that you spend a lot of time with, but then your automatic thought can be like, well, I'm neglecting these other 30 or 15 or 50, you know, whatever. Like, how do you, how do you go about doing that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I think for me, what the first lesson I had to learn was um, prior prioritizing and planning ahead. So um, if I have to plan for a youth night, then I do that in advance so that I don't have to do it on the day of. And then that frees me up for all throughout the week when I'm not shuffling or struggling to get everything done. So pro um, planning is a big deal. And then the other thing is not every kid wants it. Mm. So you give to the kids that want it what they want or like as much as they want. So I'm not going to force some of the kids to hang out with me and yeah. talk about their lives if they don't want to. And I think that th that's a great point because that's something that like I think we can feel guilt about. But that's mm. just like that's even like Jesus's model is finding people like you invest in a group. Right. Uh but then finding those areas of deeper investment, like Jesus had the 200 and then he had the 12 and then he had the three. And then even like with Peter, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's like finding that I think is a part of what we do in youth ministry. And, and for a lot of us, it's how we've stepped into new areas of youth ministry. Like yeah. you think of like Robert, Charlie with you, uh, you know, yeah. he was a student. Was he a student? Yeah, he was, yeah, a, he student. was a student and then a leader. And then now he's the youth pastor. Um, but it comes from like finding that one-on-one -on -one connection. Yeah. There's something that I even want to propose, um, Kyle, really quick. That um, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so in, in youth ministry, because I know that your heart is just like that one-on-one -on -one connection with those students. Like in youth ministry, it, thinking back to your story of breaking the news to that student with um, with Santa Claus, like I'm sure you've had parents before come to you, like, hey, can you please meet with my son? Um, and that son doesn't want to meet with you at all. Like, how do you mm -hmm. handle that situation? Even with like parents too, because I mean, ministry, as much as it is to our students, it's like, it's a 50, 50 balance with parents too. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, especially with that story that I told you, looking back, I probably would have encouraged the mom yeah. to tell the son. Um, <laughs> but I've had, I've had parents ask me to meet with their kids. The kids just aren't interested. The ones that are, I'll meet with, but yeah. the ones that aren't, I kind of, you have to kind of find ways to do it. So one of the areas of ministry that I do is I meet with the students, um, to go to the gym. So I have students who are like, cause this again, this is not a visual podcast. Yeah. I was about to say Kyle's a, <laughs> it's pretty jacked a, a buff <laughs> man. You. Well, so I have kids who want to be like physically fit and they want to work out, but they don't want to talk about God. Mm. So I take them to the gym, opens up the opportunity, opens up the door. We've been to Can the gym together. Can you take me to the gym? Elliot's actually really strong. He don't, don't. I'm he not, is. I'm yeah, not telling him to sneaky. say this. I know he's, he's not telling. He's deceptive, man. Which he is, is strong, not, which isn't how you want to be. Like, that's the thing. He, I, I know what he's. deceptively strong. Which isn't what you want. Like, no, nobody wants to be, no one wants people to look at you and be like, oh man, I could take that guy. <laughs> and then, and then be like, whoa, he's stronger than I thought. I want to look, I want to look like Kyle. I want to just be strong, dude. But yeah, like we get there and he's like, oh, you could lift more than I thought. Dude, and I'm like. He can, he can. Yeah. Like, uh. Like 200 or something like that, right? What? Benching? I don't know. Listen, guys. Just I, wait, 200 benching? Yeah. Wow. And that was only chest. Like, imagine what his legs are capable of. You know? <laughs> Way less, dude. My, leg, my legs are the Have weakest part of my body, dude. Oh, you want to know what killed me one time? Uh, on like a uh, post, like one of our youth posts, one of my former students, she's like a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> If she believed in Santa Claus, I'd ruin it for her because she's a jerk. She commented, it wasn't even about anything, but I'm wearing shorts. And she said, not Elliot's toothpick leg. And I'm like, dang, that's like 
Dude. what I'm actually insecure about. Like you cut they to know. the core. Yeah, dude, they, they can cut to the core, bro. Wow, dude. Yeah. Ouch. The kid who I took to the gym, he he got me too. He said, Kyle, you need to go on a cut. Yeah, dude. No, they, like <laughs> students will that. students yeah. will say stuff knew, like, yeah. yeah, and they'll just like. And they're not even like trying, mm-hmm. but they just get to your core, bro. Yeah. Well, when I was like a bigger youth pastor, I'm still somewhat big now, but like when I was like pushing like 280, they kids you were was, pushing you were 280? Not 280. Yeah, bro. I was right. like, really well. yeah, I was pushing like 280, but that was when I was my heaviest. I was you like, bro, I need to well, stop. Man, you held it well. Um, <laughs> they would call me Chunk. Instead of like Chuck, Chuck? <laughs> they would call me Chunk, bro. And I'm like, dang. dang. They still use that name to this day, but I'm like, bro, Chunk. that one hurt. Yeah. That one hurt. Kids are the meanest. Did you do the truffle shuffle for them? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, but yeah, that's so you just kind of find ways to do it. And, um, you know, it, it'll work if, uh, you know, God's going to make a way and he's going to make it work. So, so I have a question. I know you have another passion and we'll talk about that. I don't know how much, how long we've been doing this uh, podcast, but uh, I'm very interested and we've talked about this personally, but like, how'd you go from uh, Michigan to the Marines to youth ministry? How'd you go from the trenches to the trenches? The trenches to the trenches. Yeah. Like walk us through that if you could. Sure. Well, I grew up going to church, so there was never a time. There was one time where I kind of disassociated with my faith for like a month. Um, Tell us what you did. What, what happened at Ohio? Yeah. That girl it's, it's said when no I started to chewing <laughs> tobacco. Ohio State girl. <laughs> yeah, the Ohio State girl. <laughs> no, um, so I grew up in, in church, very involved in my youth ministry, and then I decided to go in the Marines. And I remember saying my first swear word ever. What, what was it? Just say the letter of it. I'm not going to say the letter. No, what letter was it? It was. Oh, he can't say. That's not a good sign. <laughs> it was one of the worst ones. Okay. What's the worst ones? It was the F word. <sighs> yeah. Okay. It was the F word. Good. But um, oh, okay. anyway, <laughs> um, obviously I grew up not being allowed to swear. So yeah. uh, that was a big deal for me. In so, the Marines you swore? Well, yeah. That was before You're I. You're telling me like, that Marines swore? Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they protect our country. <laughs> Don't let it get out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so, you know, I was a Christian. I went to boot camp. Um, and in boot camp you did the whole um christian service and you kind of do it just to get out of the out of the normal life and then eventually um during that time is the first time i disassociated with my faith i didn't tell anybody Mm. that i was but then i would go to the prayer circles and just kind of stand back there even though i knew what to do so eventually i hit like a rock bottom and i came back to jesus basically and um during my time in the marines i was involved at different churches and in camp pendleton i went to a church in san clemente and I was a youth leader there. Mm. And um, uh, I even took leave to go be a counselor at Hume Lake mm. with that church. And Dang. that's actually how I met my wife. Yeah. Dang. Alyssa. She was a student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, her friend was there and we went on a blind date after. But anyway, so we came back and um, I, I didn't go straight into youth ministry. After that, um, I don't know. I don't think it would have been good if I did. Fair. Um, it took me actually two years until I was back to normal afterwards. But I went to college at Vanguard, and the uh, first two years were kind of rough, integrating in, culture shock, leaving the Marines. And then um, the next two years were really great, deepening my faith, my understanding of things. Um, and then during that time, I was constantly trying to find a way to be involved in ministry. I did lots of different internships, and eventually... Um, I went my last year to go be a youth pastor at the Bray Church. Yeah. 
So that's cool. Um, but yeah, it was really the time, the transition going from the Marines into youth ministry was tough. Um, you kind of say some stuff sometimes or do some stuff that you shouldn't. No. And I knocked a kid down one time because he was annoying me. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, I wasn't the pastor. Oh, okay. So you were an intern. I was a volunteer. And um, this kid kept bumping me. Yeah. And you know, In worship or like what? Just like we went on a trip to Big Sur. And okay. the entire time he was bumping me. Yeah. Like, you know, it's an affection thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was just so annoying to me. And I didn't have very good self-control. And I said, dude, we were on a beach. I said, dude, if you bump me again, I'm going to knock you down. (laughs) (laughs) And he bumped me again. I knocked him down. Hard? Probably. Like, was it like a push? I put my leg. go into the air or what? I put my leg behind his legs and and knocked him down. (laughs) You jujitsu that (laughs) fool, bro. He never came back to the youth group. No way. Really? Never. He was like, he went to the, the school that was in the church. He was very mm. like, like, they don't do this sort of thing in church. You know? Did, what, like, was it a thing? Did you get talked to after? Like, did he go tell on you? No, or? no. On that trip, I also brought a taser. <laughs> <laughs> Who did, what happened with the taser? We were tasing each other in the bathroom at the campground. Who is with students or yeah. Me and the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This should have been your story. <laughs> Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. But he has stories, bro. Um, and you taste. Well, yeah, and it was a public campground. We were tasing each other, okay? <laughs> it wasn't like a real taser. It was one of those that has an electric current, and you just touch. You go, ow. It's like a little um, muscle spasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do it to stay awake. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. That's what you do when you're retired, you know? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there was like people from the who are civilians or normal people um, at the campground. They saw us and then they went and told the pastor. <laughs> the pastor came in and got us all in trouble. Took my taser away. Did you ever get it back? I did. Do you have it? It's on you. <laughs> we tase each other on podcast. Right That'd be crazy. I'd do it. I'd do it too, dude. Do you have one? I um I don't. It's in my house, but I could bring it. For the Have me on refresher. next another time, and I'll bring it. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Um, who's the first youth pastor we want to taste? That, that's yeah. a, let's get Elliot. a lineup. Yeah, Elliot. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what was it about? I I thought of something. You just took me on a journey there, bro. Because you were saying stuff, and it brought <laughs> bro, up. I love it. Things, and then and then we went to talking about tasing kids. Uh, the kids wanted to get tased. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like I was just like surprise tased. <laughs> <laughs> like a little bro. In the bathroom, taste. <laughs> In the bathroom, bro. I'm taking a shower. Okay. Um. It wasn't like that, dude. <laughs> yeah. So the Marines to <laughs> the youth ministry trenches. Yeah. It. So the best thing that came out of it was, um, uh, stories. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what I was yeah. thinking of was you said you pushed a kid over, and it reminded me of yeah. uh, when I went to your youth ministry and you forced me to play dodgeball. Dude. I have scars on my fingers. These two fingers, you see? Elliot was getting this smoked finger. by these kids. <laughs> I was, Okay, that's a lie. You can't start left and right. We already know he's lying. He, he opened with people. I'm strong, so that's not true. He hit. Here's yeah. what actually happened. I said, uh, he said, will you come speak? I said, of course. It's, it is my privilege 
in my honor. And so I said, I'll, yeah, I'll be there. So I show up. And um, he said, we're, we're playing dodgeball before. I said, listen, bro. Whoa, why do I sound like that? That's how you sound. Is this the first <laughs> you're hearing this? And he said, Santa's not real. And so I'm like. He what said, isn't real? We're playing dodgeball oh, beforehand. And I said, look, dude, I don't want to play. I don't want to get all sweaty. There's a couple things I don't like to do before I preach. I don't like to eat. I don't want to be burping on stage. I don't want to, like, play a bunch of games. Like, I want to hang out with it. I'll do nine square or whatever, something that doesn't require a lot of effort, but I don't want to go on stage sweaty. sweaty. Yeah. So I do it all the time. And he's like, okay. And so I show up, and they're about to play dodgeball, and he looks at me, and he's like, you want to be a team? You want to, like, pick, <laughs> pick the teams with me? I'm like, oh, fine, I'll do it. So I did, and I uh, – Pick the teams, and my team is killing it, bro. And they played, like, never-ending dodgeball. Kyle would just be like, <laughs> everybody back in. So there's no winners. We're just throwing <laughs> balls at kids. And uh, I grab the dodgeball. I'm throwing it at kids. I'm getting them all out, right? And we're playing in this tent because I don't know if they think COVID's coming back at Brea or, like, did, <laughs> if they know something we don't know. But a whole part of their parking lot is still an outdoor tent from COVID like an industrial they're like cemented into the ground seriously uh and so and so they got like these metal cranks on them and stuff so i'm using that and i'm like hiding and i i'm hiding behind and a kid pops out and i just throw it at him and i get him out but the angle that i was in my hand scrapes against the gears of this tent and just it opened up my thumb scratched these two fingers i still there's scars there bro and uh He's in the trenches. And then I had to go and then I had to go preach after with my thumb hanging off. Uh, and then he yelled at and my And then I kids. met Kimmy Gibbler's daughter. Yeah. And I met Kimmy Gibbler that night. Kimmy Gibbler yeah, yeah, is from full house yeah, Barber. goes to his youth yes. ministry. Her, her daughter does. And so she came and picked her up and I went and met Andrea her. Andrea Barber? Mm-hmm. Nice. Kimmy Gibbler. Uh, what? Yes. And he was wearing a full house shirt. I wore a full house shirt because I knew going into it that well, that, that's smart. She went that's there. Smart. But uh, I did yeah. yell at his kids. He that yelled night at too. my kids. His boys. And they yeah. still, I don't. They probably still talk about it. They still love. Elliot me. yelled at me. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, because they were. So I started with uh, the the setup of the room was very like intimate. So they're like right in front of me, and there's these three boys, and I recognize them from camp, and they're just talking the whole time. And in a big room, kids can talk, and I, I don't notice. But when they're right in front of me, and I can see them, I'm like, so I made a joke at first. I was kind of like, "Come on, guys! Like, like I'm a little ADHD. Like, you gotta help me out." And usually that works, but it didn't. And they kept going. And then I like, I kind of like, I didn't yell at them, but I said, like, I used it sort of as like a. Mo- I said something like, like "Maybe, moment, maybe yeah. the reason you're distracted is because you need to hear this the most, or whatever." And. Uh, and I had to get back to Elliot, preaching, the, but I like. I've, I've learned this a long time it. ago. One of the number one things in youth ministry is proximity first. Mm-hmm. Like without calling them out, not that you did the wrong thing. You just walk down. You, you keep talking, but you stand right in front of them. Yeah. No, yeah. So like and and I away. I had played dodgeball with them yeah. before. So there's yeah. there's a lot of context. I would never do that. Also, it's Kyle's group, and we have yeah, a. It's not your we He's go to the gym times, together. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I have relationship with so them. Feel at home, yeah. So there's yeah, there's yeah, so a you comfort can, you there. You can still invite Elliot out to preach, and he won't yell at your kids. Or maybe I'll or start getting invited it. to yell. Yeah, at your they kids. might yeah. talk more when he's there. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. They're just like we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring a taser. We want Elliot to yell at us. I'll just start tasing kids, bro. Man, oh my goodness. 
Dude, this is this is great. Um, I know you have another another passion, Kyle. But yeah. honestly, um, I we think don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like we, we are, we're going late. We'll in bring this you episode. back for another episode. Hundred percent. And I'm gonna say this now in this episode: bring the taser. Okay, <laughs> and, dude. Um, Gary will be back at that point. Yeah, well, I feel uncomfortable if I if if I tased Gary. Would you tase Gary? Let him tase himself. There we go. That works. Yeah. No, Gary would. I, I would do it. He'd tase me. I'd tase him. That works. That works. It'd be um, fine. But uh, Kyle, dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We will for sure have you out again. Um, Tony, dude, thanks for being on the podcast Always again good, with man. us, thank dude. Thank you, guys. Elliot, thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey guys, if there's any questions you have about the podcast, or if you want, to <laughs> we be didn't on the do podcast, that the last two episodes, like the people's questions. But no, I know I, uh, that's true. I don't even have one right now. You're a terrible host. I am a terrible host, dude. It's <laughs> Just almost kidding. Never mind. You're great, um, Charlie. It is what it is. But hey, if you guys do have a question, speaking of that, uh, you guys can go ahead, DM us, DM me personally, Elliot, Gary, anybody um, personally, if you have questions of uh, youth ministry or just head straight to our Instagram at SoCal Youth Pastors, DM us there. We'd love to answer those. We'd love to respond to those. So if you do have some, let us know. Other than that, though, thank you so much for tuning in on the podcast. We will catch you on the next one.